Hello everyone, editing Maddie here. Um, I'm just going to apologize before we get started for the first 10 minutes of this podcast. Um, The audio is terrible, but I didn't want to cut it because what I was saying is actually fairly genuine and like I didn't want to try to like re-record it. I'm yawning. I didn't want to try to re-record it um, and have it not turn out quite as genuine as it sounds. So I kept it the same, but the audio was terrible. So first 10 minutes, I apologize. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Ambivert Podcast. This is Maddie, your host. I am very happy to be back. Um, It's been quite a while. Oh my goodness, Josie. I've got my two dogs up here with me right now in my room. And uh, Josephine, my littlest baby, just let out the biggest snort sigh thing um, I've ever heard from her. So, yeah, she had... She clearly was unhappy with me starting to speak while she was trying to sleep. So, she had to let me know. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. I'm I'm glad to be back. Um, it's been a really long time. I did not have time for this podcast at all in the slightest while I was at school still. So, that's why you guys haven't heard from me in a while. Um, I apologize for my unexplained absence, uh, I, you know, I wasn't planning on not podcasting for three months, but, or four almost, I think now, um, but it just kind of had to be done, and something had to give, and I was, uh, I felt like I needed to give on this rather than in other areas of my life, so, anyways, I'm sorry, but I'm back now, and hopefully back for good. Um, I'm considering this season two because we reached a 10 episode mark for season one and I feel like it's been long enough now, long enough of a break where I feel like we might as well just make it season two. We're going to make some changes. We're going to actually talk about some relevant topics, relevant in a, in a meaning, (laughs) relevant meaning not relevant, but relevant to kind of the the type of art I want to be doing. Some of my experiences trying to enter the workforce and um, starting a career for myself and all of that. Um, there probably will be some episodes where I talk about just random things because I may not have something absolutely extraordinary to bring you every week because I'm not that extraordinary of a human being, <laughs> but I'll try my best. Uh, I can't, I can't promise you every episode's going to be prolific, but I'll try. Um, this week I'm going to be talking about Fiverr and also just other experiences that I myself have had or some people I know have had, um, while freelancing where that experience just wasn't fun. Um, or they almost got scammed or did get scammed and, uh, yeah. I mean, the big the big chunk of it is going to be why I dislike Fiverr, why nobody should use Fiverr, why you should tell everybody on the planet why Fiverr is terrible, 
so that we can take it down because <laughs> I greatly dislike it and it just every time it comes up being whether it be advertised to me or somebody else is complaining about it it just makes my blood boil and so I'm gonna call I have an anti-crush on fiber about as anti-crush as you can get so that's what we're gonna be talking about today I did previously record an entire episode of this with my friend um, but I had to re-record it I'm re-recording it now just me um, because the audio quality wasn't good and um, for some reason my, my mic wasn't working and then also on top of that um, it just didn't it didn't like flow the way I wanted it to so I'm trying it again and just me um, my friend Margaret probably <laughs> my friend and hopes to put the Hopefully, co-host Margaret will be joining us for a few episodes in this season. Um, she's amazing. She was in my Quizzing My Artist Friend from Season 1 episode, so if you want to check that one out, it's kind of funny. She has no, she does not know art in the slightest. She only knows a few things based off of what she's heard me talk about, so she'll probably be learning some things. She'll probably be bringing some business-y aspects to this podcast, which I'm excited about because, you know, now I'm entering that stage of my life where I'm starting my career and I'm trying to start running a small business for myself with, you know, prints and originals and, um, and then just freelancing in general. I'm kind of making a turn towards just illustrating children's books. I probably will always try to work in animation, but at the moment I feel a little bit burnout and not interested in doing that um which probably means I need a break from creating work like that and I'm really really excited and interested at the idea of kind of pushing myself a little bit further outside of the box of just animation um whether it be I mean I don't really I don't really have that big of an interest in illustrating for editorial but editorial and children's book mainly, um, you know, branding and some, uh, shoot, what do you call it? Infographics and pattern design. I just kind of want to expand my skills a little bit more. In school, I kind of, I, I felt the need to pick something. And so I picked what I really wanted and what I had been wanting, and I still do want that, like, I, can, I know it's a passion of mine, I know I, I want it, I just think, now I have the opportunity to be like, okay, so I've explored that avenue, I've made work that I'm proud of, but I'm, it's feeling a little bit stale at this point, so I need to kind of go explore something else that gets the creative juices flowing, um, and that makes me happy, and that is actually fun, because, the whole visual development thing was getting not fun for me anymore and I the whole point of me pursuing this career I mean I know, I know it's not always going to be fun but the whole point of me pursuing a passion for a career was because I wanted it to be fulfilling um it's always been a passion and I know that work ends up taking a lot of up a lot of people's lives so if, I, if something was going to take up a lot of my life, I wanted it to be this. Um, 
And unfortunately, that may mean sometimes things are going to feel stale, things are going to feel not great. Um, but I'm not currently getting paid for something right now. Like, I'm not, I don't have a job at the moment in art. Um, I mean, I have a few things set up that are in, like, talks for contracts or in, like, negotiations and stuff. But I haven't started working. They're not paying me yet. So it's like I have an opportunity to really explore a new area and kind of push myself into a new area. Oh, hey, now it's a podcast. I'm starting when I'm yawning. So, anyways, um, so I'm excited to get Margaret on on because she's gonna bring a business side that I just don't know that much about. Um, and maybe she can teach some of you guys too who are also interested in starting, um, you know, freelancing or a small shop or whatever it is that you're interested in doing, she may be able to bring a little bit more to the table there. Um, so she'll be in some episodes as well. But yeah, that's, I mean, that kind of, oh, also I'm graduated. (laughs) Yay, I graduated college. It feels a little bit abrupt, not gonna lie. Kind of didn't feel like anything really happened. Um which kind of stinks, but I'm going to go back in the summer and walk. Maybe that will kind of give me more closure on it, but it does feel a little bit like nothing really happened, Um, except for now I have this immense amount of pressure on myself to get a job and make money and make sure that all of that time and money and effort and you know, at some points torture <laughs> was worth all of it. So I just, I probably need to just give myself a break, but I'm not. So, you know, it's fine. We're, 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 we're going. It's, I mean, it's not like I'm going into work already every day. So technically it's a break. It's not a break in my mind though. I can tell you that much. Oh man, we're coming up on 10 minutes on the intro, so I'm going to get started. We are going to talk about Fiverr today. Okay, so let's get right on into our topic for today, which is why I hate Fiverr. Um, but what what is Fiverr? For those of you who don't know, Fiverr is a freelance gig site where you can, as a freelancer post your services, whether it be illustration, design work, I think video editing, animation, writing, all that kind of stuff. They have, they have a wide variety of different types of freelancers on their site. Um, but you can list a price and then the people who are looking for somebody to create a logo, illustration, whatever you've listed as your thing can find you and pay you for that gig. Um, and then both parties can be on their merry way, which seems great at first glance until you get on the site and you see the rates that people are charging. This is where it gets pretty bad. Um, and before making this episode, I thought that this was bad only for the artists, designers, freelancers alone, but after doing some more research, it actually goes both ways. More on that later. Um, Fiverr's worth almost a billion dollars. Billion with a B. (laughs) 
It's worth a bill- almost a billion dollars, and it's built on the exploitation of those who it claims to serve, both freelancers and clients. The most common problem with the site is the fact that consumers of these, you know, freelance gigs think that Fiverr's overall rates reflect the industry standard, which it does not at all. Not even kind of. A lot of designers and freelancers on Fiverr are young or from low-income countries or areas, and they either don't know to charge the industry standard or they feel like they don't need to because they'd rather be working more um, on this platform that they seem to get work on or I don't I don't even know I mean like I was I was on Fiverr for a period of time a very very short period of time because I realized it wasn't worth my time in the slightest um, but for me my most or the most redeeming quality about it was here's a platform where I can post what I do and examples of what I do and people will f- that are looking for that specifically will find me on this platform. That's what I thought was good about it until I actually was like, okay, if I charge any sort of money that's worth anything, um, I'm not, the algorithm isn't rewarding me for that. So, um, I mean, it causes young or low-income designers and freelancers to cut their prices to keep up with the algorithm and the fact that the people who are using it are only looking for cheap work. Um, And what cheap work does is cutting the quality. So while you're cut while your price while you're paying for something cheap, you're also getting cheap work in return. Because in order to make something worth it, you have to spend less time on it. So it's just Man, man, man. It's it's bad. Um, this is, you know, this is where the customer starts to lose too because if you're going to get paid $5 for an entire illustration or $5 for a logo or whatever it is, you have to make that $5 worth your time, which it's not. It's absolutely impossible to make any sort of work worth that. Um, you know, their branding, the Fiverr's branding, Fiverr's advertising whatever you want to call it talks a lot about quick turnaround and it in so doing demonizing artists who work in the real industry who need time to make something um you know beautiful and and quality uh but it fails to mention what the quick turnaround time does to a project which like why would they they're gonna lose uh money and clients and stuff if they advertise that so i mean like i understand why they're not advertising that but it's the truth um there are tons of youtube videos that i found when i was researching this i just typed in fiverr sucks and the amount of youtube videos i saw of people who you know hired designers on fiverr to draw something or animate something and then they would get their product and absolutely berate the work that they got um that they paid like three dollars for it's just it's bad it's 
I mean, those people don't probably understand. A few of them were artists, and I was like, are you serious? Why are you... Why are you doing this? That I mean, you're going against your own people. It's terrible. Anyways, um, so so in in cutting their prices, customers either get shitty work or stolen work. And I'll talk more on the stolen part in a few minutes. Um, which in turn leaves the customer unhappy and the freelancer still with empty pockets and have having wasted their time completely on this job that they think was going to be worth a few quick bucks um yeah it's it's just bad so also fiverr takes 20 percent off the top of a price so let's say you list a logo design for five dollars. You're only taking, I think it, I think I did the math and it was like three fifty off of that logo, which logo design people already. I mean I think this is mainly because of stuff like Fiverr. Logo design costs an arm and a leg, and people don't realize that because you're taking a whole brand, a whole company. And making one singular image to, um, you know, describe that whole company visually. The amount of effort and thought and creativity that has to go into creating a good logo is insane. And nobody realizes that, um, until you, until you go to do it. I mean, like, I thought I was gonna be... When I first went to SCAD, I was a graphic design minor. Yeah. I, th- I think I originally I was going to go in and be a graphic design major, but I decided not to because a part of me was just like, oh, same yawning. A part of me was just like, yeah, this isn't, I know this isn't going to be for me, but if this if taking this part on as a minor will let me go to art school because my parents think I'm going to make more money as a graphic designer than an illustrator, um, then I will do it. But anyways, I was in graphic design classes and, um, I had to create a logo and it was hard. I mean, we, we were creating a logo for a fake company that we created in our heads um so you know the only person I'm having to really create work that is exciting for is myself I mean sure my professor was grading it but it was my fake company so I got to decide what I was making and how I liked it now let's say you're trying to make something for a client that that's 10 times harder so kudos to graphic designers or logo designers or whatever you guys got a hard job um so yeah the fact that the fact that they're gonna take 20 percent off of designing a logo is terrible so yeah i i don't know about that um but on top of that then moving on there's also on Fiverr no kill fee. 
The contract between a designer and client is completely between them, and Fiverr doesn't protect the designer. Um, A kill fee, for those who do not know, is an important part of a contract that states that once work has been done, you get paid for it. So I was explaining part of why this sucks from a designer standpoint to my friend who's a business major and doesn't really know anything about art. And, and what I said was, is that, um, you know, let's say you have a part-time job. You just got a part-time job with Starbucks and it's your first day of work. Um, you go into work that day and it's like your training day kind of, but like you've already gotten the job, like, like you've signed all your paperwork and all that kind of stuff. So it's your first day and you go in there and you make some drinks wrong and, um, it's a little bit more than you thought it was going to be and and you're not handling it quite as well but like you're still there you're still working hard and all that kind of stuff at the end of the day your manager tells you yeah sorry we don't think you're actually going to be a good fit for this job so um we're actually firing you right now And we're also not going to pay you for your entire first days of work, even though you came here and you worked an eight-hour shift. Sorry. You also don't get to keep your tips. Um, So that's essentially, like, what happens. That's that's what would happen if there was no kill fee written in a contract somewhere. So the kill fee protects the artist and, like, states that once any work has been done for a project that that designer will get paid for at least part of it um so like in my contracts i have after uh certain stages different percentages of the final pay is to be sent to me and they they sign that legally binding contract and that protects me so if even if i deliver work that they're not that happy with I've still done the work, so I still get paid. Like, it's not, I mean, it's, yeah. So it's bad that that's not a thing. And and even so, even to be worse, um, if a designer has a problem with a client um, or vice versa and a job needs to be canceled, the designer has to apply to the client for canceling a job that they're working on and if the client declines the designer has to keep working for that client no matter the situation fiverr just kind of is like sorry like you accepted this gig you're you gotta do it um and if you don't you don't get paid sorry um even if you've done some of it and this person's really shitty sorry we can't we can't do anything and they say in quotes we encourage our users to communicate and resolve disputes using the resolution center so yeah just just shitty basically all around um another way that both sides get screwed is when it comes to copyright and this was perhaps the one of the more perplexing things that i did research on when it comes to this and it's just the fact that fiverr doesn't check copyright so normally people pay extra to purchase copyright to an image or whatever they're buying image book logo whatever normally people pay extra money 
I mean, it's, it's quite a bit. It's usually 100 to 300% of whatever the original cost is to buy full copyright so that other people can't use it and then they don't have to pay whoever designed it, wrote it, whatever, every time they want to use it for something new. So when you create something, like if I were to create a logo for a company, they would either have to come back to me to use that logo on something like let's say I created a logo in our contract it just says that they're going to use the logo on the website and their business cards and this is only within like the nat to to a national scale not international then that's all they've that's all the rights they get and I still own the copyright to the image they haven't paid for the copyright Okay, let's say they want to also use it on their social media. They want to be sending um, business cards, postcards, flyers, whatever, now internationally. They have to come back to me and pay me again for those rights or for, for the usage of that image in that specific way. Or they can come to me and they can do all of that. They can ask me for a logo, branding, whatever. And they purchase complete copyright to that. So that's probably going to be, depending on the size of the company, 100% of the cost to 300% of the cost. Added on to the original cost of work. Because in order to own an image, you have to pay for it if you didn't create it. Hopefully that made sense. Um, but this isn't the. this is not the case. On Fiverr. Um, once you create something and you submit it, there's no contract protecting your rights as a designer. Um, and there's really no really no contract protecting the purchaser of this. Let, I'm just gonna keep using a logo for an example, but if somebody purchases a logo from a designer on Fiverr, they're not protected either. Um, because there was no contract to be sold you can probably go find in some fine print on fiverr's website that says you know once once a design has been submitted to a client once it's been paid for they now own the copyright to that image or whatever but they i but i guess they don't technically because fiverr doesn't check for copyright violations so they basically, they fuck over the customers because they don't check for copyright infringement on the work that's bought and sold on their platform. They say, Fiverr.com's content is based on user-generated content, UGC. Fiverr does not check user-uploaded slash created content for violations of copyright or other rights. So um, basically what this means is like, uh-oh you got a logo designed on Fiverr and somebody notices that your little logo looks a lot like their little logo and then they decide to sue you because they own the rights to the image and paid for the copyright originally and Fiverr just kind of stands there and shrugs and says, well, there's nothing we can do about it because we told you on our website that we don't check for user-related content violations of copyright and um and then if it gets if it goes even further then fiverr will find that designer who um 
you know, stole somebody's logo and used it because they were only getting paid $5 to create a logo for somebody, so they had to make it worth their time. Um, still not right to s- steal other people's work, but still, um, you're getting paid, you're paying $5 for a logo, so what do you expect? Fiverr will go to that creator and disable their account. And then the people who bought the logo are still being sued by the other company. So Fiverr's not Fiverr is not at fault and both sides just kind of get fucked over. So that's super cool. The next thing on my list for why I hate Fiverr is their new advertisements that they have running around right now. Um, essentially demonizing and making fun of the very people that use their platform and make them money, i.e. designers. Um, They're trying to create the illusion that their platform is better than professionals, like super blatantly, uh, with ads, and I just, it's, it grinds my gears Oh, it makes me so angry. I'll be I'll be watching a YouTube video from like like a like a of studio vlog of my favorite artists and there will be a Fiverr commercial that pops up in the middle of it and there's you know, I I don't know if you've seen them, but there's this specific ad that I get all the time where it's these actors it's a Fiverr commercial, these actors that are pretending to be designers, and it's from the point of view of the person asking for a design or whatever, and, like, it makes the artist look like a total dick just for asking questions that need to be asked so that you can do the project correctly. Like, one of them is, um, I mean, the guy must have asked for like a website landing page or something and the designer's like you need this done by when was this approved by management you want a whole landing website page design in an hour and like those are those are all questions that need to be asked and honestly if somebody came up to me and was like i need you to code and design an entire website landing page in an hour i would look at them and be like are you shitting me one i don't know how to code so they'd never be asking me that but two in an hour i don't know nothing about coding but that doesn't sound right to me at all so they're just like completely demonizing the the very community that makes some money and it's absolutely asinine to me it makes me incredibly upset um but you know, what can you do other than try to inform people, which is what I'm trying to do right now. (laughs) I hope all of that made sense. Um, because that's kind of like, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm sure I could go further, but I'm already almost 21 minutes in just talking about Fiverr. Um, and I guess I'll end this little segment, um, from a with a quote from one of the people who wrote an article that I, you know, read and I fact-checked and he had, he had direct links to certain parts of Fiverr's website where, like, you know, backing him up, um, so I clicked on those and I read what they said and everything checks out, so, um, but yeah, one of the, one of the articles I read was, um, 
by Jeffrey Bunting on, oh shit, what's it called? I want to say it's like UX, okay, yeah, published, published by Jeffrey Bunting, designer, writer, and historian, published on uxcollective.com, so, and it's called, um, Fiverr, it's bad, guys, dash, it's bad, so, it's, yeah, it's bad, he's, he's, very much correct um anyways his quote says in a marketplace in a marketplace where sellers are paid next to nothing and customers are receiving worthless work it's perhaps unsurprising that the only party for whom fiverr is lucrative is fiverr couldn't have said it better myself yeah if you're gonna take anything from that it's just literally stay away stay away from it Anybody who you know that's using their services, tell them to stop doing it. I mean, once they've already used it, you can't do anything about it. But it's important that they know that it sucks. Um, it's important that you know that it sucks. It's important that you know that your your work is worth more than that. Um, a good place to go to look for what the industry standard actually should be is um the graphic artists guild it has an extremely in-depth guide on specific jobs and um specific design work and how to price that to fit one your skill level your industry experience and um the client that you're working for it's really really great and if you're going to be a freelance artist or you're looking into that it's a good resource to have i think you can download it online um i think they have some of the book um that you can access just on their web the graphic artist guild website um if you're not a member of the graphic artist guild i would recommend being a member and um yeah i mean the biggest the biggest thing is when you when you cut your prices, you're cutting the entire industry's prices. When Fiverr does this, it's lowering the standard of the entire industry and it's really just shitting on the very people who it's making money off of. So it's it's bad. Um, just shout to the rooftops. Shout on the rooftops. From the rooftops. I think that's the shout from the rooftops how much you hate Fiverr, how much Fiverr sucks. And the more people that we can get behind this, the better, because honestly, it's, it's, I'm trying to start out my freelance career and it's screwing me over because they have an industry monopoly, essentially. Um, and a lot of the people, because I'm a new designer who, that are coming to me are like self-published authors and all that kind of stuff. And they come to me with these super low prices that they think are actually generous because of prices that are listed on places like fiverr it just sucks and i have to tell them look i'm sorry but i have to charge blank because i'm a professional now i have a bachelor's of fine arts degree and i'm like i have one published work under my belt so like i i have to start charging more otherwise i'm never gonna make any money like i'm trying to pay off my student loans now i'm gonna luckily my parents have been so kind as to let me stay here and try to get on my feet 
before I have to go pay rent. Like, I mean, I just don't think people, I don't think people think about it. So I'm not trying to say that the customers are always at fault. The people who are going to these sites, the people who are thinking that this is enough money. I'm not saying that it's their fault. I understand why they're doing it. It's just people have to understand that we're, we're, I mean, this is, I'm trying to make a career out of it. So, so yeah. All right. Enough about that. Um, let's jump right into our next segment, which is best and worst. I, in every episode, I'm going to bring to you my best moment of the day and my worst moment of the day. It's only 2.30, but I've been up since 6.30, so I've already lived a lot of my day today. Um, And it's just kind of fun to, like, reflect on how your day has gone. So um, my best for the day is that I had an amazing workout this morning. I ran three miles. Well, okay, like, <laughs> I ran, walked three miles. And um, it was good. It felt really good. The endorphins afterwards were amazing. I'm trying to get back in shape because I'm playing in a three-on-three basketball tournament in June. And I need to get a little bit more cardiovascularly in shape. I'm pretty strong because um, I lift weights a lot. But I need to, <laughs> I need to get back in running shape because I'm going to be playing high in, well high intensity for me high intensity level basketball on the streets of Spokane, Washington in the middle of summer when it's like 90 degrees out. So, I need to get in better shape. That's the bottom line. So, I had an amazing workout this morning and um, my worst I guess would be that it's been raining all day, which you know, Washington and it's rain. Yesterday was actually pretty nice, but today it's been raining. And um, I just got back from Arizona with my family because I was helping them move some stuff into a house that they're going to move into eventually. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. I just came from like 90 degree weather, 85 degree weather, and it's 45 and raining. So that's cool. Um... But yeah, that's my worst. Not a bad of a worst, because rain is good. April showers bring May flowers. And, um, yeah. So, kind of wrapping things up, moving on to our last segment, will be the artist shout-out portion. Um, this week's artist is Nikki Swid... Oh, Nikki, you're going to... <laughs> you're going to hate me. Nikki... Swiderski? 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 Nikki? I apologize for butchering your last name pronunciation. I don't know how you say it because I actually cannot remember one time that we've ever had to... I've never said your full name. (laughs) I've written it multiple times, but never said it. Um, So, Nikki, my good friend... Um, is the artist shout out of the week. Her Instagram is Nikki Wildflowers. That's N-I-K-K-I-W-I-L-D-F-L-O-W-E-R-S on Instagram. And I will link 
her website and her Instagram down below so you guys can check her out because she's amazing. Her work is incredible. Uh, her color choices are so bright, vibrant, playful. She's got such great texture in her work because I know a lot of her work is done traditionally and then scanned and like repurposed digitally. Um, it's whimsical. She has great use of typography and most recently... I'm not gonna like, I don't know if people know, but, or if I'm allowed to say anything, but she did just land a job somewhere, and I'm really proud of her. She does an amazing job, so I'm, she deserves the job that she has gotten, and um, I'm just really proud of her. We also worked on the Ukraine fundraiser together. Um, she was a big help to me in that, and um, her her family, she has family in Poland, so this was you know, a big, a big thing, a close thing to her heart, just, just like the rest of us, but, but really, really close to hers, so, um, I'm just very grateful to have worked with her on that, and, you know, she really made sure that we were keeping things as authentic as possible, and she was keeping me on track, and she was keeping everybody on track, she just was great, she really, I mean, I, I brought this to my group of art friends, and she really kind of stepped up as, as honestly in as big of a role as me in it so it was great um more on that fundraiser it's called where the sunflowers grow um we have stickers and prints available for purchase uh all of the proceeds are being donated half and half one half to unicef um and the other half to together rising there's more information about that on my website, also more information about that on my Instagram, and I will link the shop um, for the Ukraine fundraiser if you would be so willing to check it out and maybe get some stickers or some prints for yourself and know that the money for that is going to um, relief and aid in Ukraine. So with that, guys, that is the first episode done of season one. Or, oh my god first episode done of season two and um i'm excited to talk to you guys every week if you guys want to follow me on instagram my instagram username has changed it's now art by maddie underscore m because i was tired of people thinking my name was ya maddie it's not (laughs) um because apparently splitting up by was confusing um so now my 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 username is art by maddie a-r-t-b-y-m-a-d-i underscore m um i'll see you guys next week bye